Welcome back to the Lantern Rouge Cycling Podcast. I'm on location. The sunglasses are not just for show. I have uh, <laughs> sunlight directly shining in my face. I'm in Rocamador at the TT, and i got to keep the window open because it's about 1,000 degrees. So apologies if any helicopter taka, 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 noises, but maybe that's just the ambience <laughs> you're missing. It's a bit sterile on the pod maybe sometimes. Thanks, as always, to Zwift for supporting the show. The reason I'm here talking over this helicopter is and france tv by the way they didn't want the helicopter didn't want to show any of the intermediates in this tt so i don't know what this bloke's been doing the entire time because we didn't see any big guys intermediates the reason i'm here and benji's about to get on the train asap is because we're going to the tour de france family legs we start tomorrow the first stage sprint stage viva's hot favorite will be there at the zwift booth on the Arc de Triomphe, we're G'd up. I can't wait, actually. I was like, you know when you get the end of Grand Tour Blues and like we're both overworked? Yeah. It's actually picked me up a little bit. Different riders, different racing. I'm excited. So thanks to Zwift for supporting the show and make sure you support and watch the fam starting tomorrow, eight-stage race. Check out the preview if you want to get up to date with that. But here we have Rockamador. We I drove up this morning. It wasn't it got hotter throughout the day. I think Ghana had a slightly nicer conditions. It's a downhill TT on average to about 34 Ks. And then they do two climbs, 1,600 meters, 5%, 1,800 meters, 6.2% to Madour, 430 meters climbing. Probably be like a 50 to 51 K an hour average for the winner. We'd see how Jonas went. I picked Geraint Thomas without the earpiece, without the G-Lay. Um, but yeah, Benji... I went, it, it's been pretty chill here. And to be honest, there wasn't actually that much to be, there wasn't that much tension in this TT, was there? Ghana went early, then everyone had a nap, and it's like, will Wow win or someone else <laughs> win? Because all the GC podium positions were absolutely in lockstep. Exactly. We had Ghana that went early. That first time was set, the first proper time after a few other riders like Mikel Biergan so forth. But it really came down to the second half of this time trial where, first of all, Wout Finard went, but still significantly before we got to the actual TTGC riders. So Wout Finard was able to set a damn good solid time, beating Ganna at literally every time check. I was thinking that Ganna set an initial great, well, he usually negative splits, and I thought perhaps in the second half, Wout Finard might have a hard of a time expanding his time on Ganna, which happened at the third time check, but in general, Wout Finard just blew away Ganna by... 42 seconds in this time trial and then the gc riders came and uh it was not done it was not done at all so close it was like i don't know Ganna said before the tt benji did you believe him he said i have no belief i can win this tt i think wow it's going to clean it i didn't know whether he was bluffing or not because he has looked pretty tired but then if you were Ghana, would you have got in the break yesterday? Absolutely not, right? You've got the TT today. I, I couldn't really I couldn't really tell. But anyway, here's the top ten. You know how we do it. Well, for not wins. Ahead of Jonas Fingergaard, we'll discuss. Do you reckon do you reckon Jonas gave it to him, Benji? Like, cause oh. I had Danish people telling me Jonas just flicked the earpiece out. Jonas was full sending all the corners. He nearly crashed. <laughs> There's a row that comes into before they climb up to hospital and Jonas has taken it too wide nearly gone i was like i wasn't even i don't even care at this point i was like Jonas, just stop he's full sending it do you think the crash scared him do you think they told him give it to wow or do you think he went out too hard i think he i don't think this was a gift i don't think he 
I think he ran out of steam slash the crash unnerved him. I think it's a combination of those two indeed. I don't think he gifted it. I think he came to the conclusion that he didn't necessarily need to go all out after that crash nerved him or that near crash in the descent. He like almost hit the wall there, the, the rock wall on the side. Like it scares a rider when that happens for a second. It startles you and you're like, okay, let's, uh, I need to secure the yellow jersey first. Wout is already in the position to win this time trial. So we're safe on both ends. There's no need to risk my life here to get that victory. And I think that's mostly the, the part there. But also this, the last climb was like 24k an hour instead of like the 30 that I saw of an odd go on that same section. So perhaps there was also some like, okay, I might have bottled it in that descent anyway. I, I'm not feeling that amazing anyway for the last climb. A combination of everything there, I, I would say, when it comes to Vingegaard. But also and a great time trial, to be honest. Yeah, Wout wins you're that. right. Sorry, Danny Martinez, but Wout wins that if... Jonas, if the plan wasn't Jonas full send um so yeah i think there's a bit of give and take i don't know but i think i think it would have been close but yeah Jonas second he beats pagacha by eight seconds while sitting it up sort of over the line Geraint thomas fourth i picked him for the win but he was 32 seconds playing uh well but still a great tt it must be said five seconds after pagacha ganna in fifth on 48 41 i think their averages are all over 50. Yes, Ganner's the last one over 50. Then Molimer, another great TT in the Dutch National Champs jersey in sixth. Then Catania, Fred Wright on the Bahrain setup, eighth. In, like, that's an incredible TT from him. Schuckman, ninth. Tratnik, tenth. Kung, eleventh. So I think his, his legs were shot. There's a lot of transfer rumors about Stefan Kung. Um, and the money being broached is pretty big money. So, yeah. Anyway, is let me look at the. But uh, well, I should give congrats to Wout van Aert. Benji. He's obviously recovered. Another. He did this last year. Won again. Um, three stages in a row for Yama Visma. They'll be going for four tomorrow. The one-two with Vingegaard. Um, just, yeah, just a clinical performance, I guess. And maybe Ghana. I, I, I still think Ghana was. This isn't peak Ghana by the way. I still yeah. think Ghana was a bit off. I think so as well, but I also think this is not the ideal Ghana time trial. Those climbs at the end, those are not the climbs on which Ghana should be able to ride the same speeds as a Wout or a Vingegaard or a Pogacar even. So I would have expected this time trial to have that part at least not benefit Ghana over the others, but you ride in the first like 70% of this time trial, Ghana should be able to go relatively even with Wout Finard. We saw it at the World Championships. We saw it at literally most of the time trials that they compete against each other, that it's really close. I think uh, Gana's slightly off here. I think so. But still, on this sort of course, I still think Wout beats him. In terms of GC, though, the expected changes happened, except I think Menke's, Menke's had a shocker. Uh, so Vlasov moves into fifth from seventh on 1637. Uh, Vingegaard, Pagacha, Thomas, Gudu, one through four remain unchanged. But yeah, Vlasov seventh to fifth with not even his best TT, frankly, just an okay TT. But Nairo struggled um, as expected, but was fine. Like that was always going to happen. He goes from fifth to sixth. I still think that's a good result for Quintana. Bardet does an okay, but still not a great TT into seventh. And Menkes loses out on seventh by 10 seconds. And he, I think, lost like four minutes or something. 
548, Benji. Wow. Oof. He lost 548 and lost out on a GC spot by 10 seconds. So that's a really bad TT, but I guess he did well in the other aspects of the Tour de France and the top 10 is still a big overperformance, I think, for Menkes and Inter Marche. So, yeah, decent TT, very picturesque. Wow, for Art wins. Um, did you think, did you expect more from Pogaccia, Benji? Because, like, he would have been expected to beat Jonas Fingergaard in this TT, or is that just Fingergaard maybe doing too much in the technical start downhill to this? Because that's what I think. I think it's, um, I might agree there, but is it also perhaps the technical equipment changes that Fingergaard went through compared to last year? Last year, he didn't have TT extensions, the custom ones built for him. He didn't have like the, the TT preparation built for him yet compared to this year in the tour when he was fully com- working for that Tour de France. Like, I think that might give a, a bit of a difference compared to last year, for example. But I agree that those technical parts might certainly help Vingegaard here. We've seen certainly in the descents this week that Vingegaard is very good when it comes to technical cornering and so forth. So you might be onto something there that those are the changes. But I think in general, Pogacar, is it simply because Pogacar, oh, I don't know, is Pogacar on the level that he was last year? Do we consider that? Uh, yes, maybe, well, maybe just different. Uh, I think mm-hmm. last year, yes, 2020, not sure. Um, his sprint to me is, is crazy good. Like, and Insane. I don't know if he did more, I'm not his trainer, if he did more sprint training because he's focusing on one to win Tour of Flanders, Milano San Remo. I don't know. Wollongong. Like, yeah, true. Like for Wollongong, he can win a group sprint with, almost anybody like who there's no who would line up in a group of six guys and you'd say Pagacha has zero chance of winning this if there's if it's like an actual reduced group sprint after hills like in his current Mark Cavendish yeah obviously but probably UK won't even Britain won't even take him so you know is what it is like again Cavendish if you saw the English or British national champs you know what he could have done today um but yeah Pogaccia sprint, unreal, long climbing. Is it worse than 2020? Maybe. Although in 2020, did he have to do the same sort of constant anaerobic attacking bursts? No, because in 2020, he was following more. So if before Coldola lows in 2020, Pogaccia had to attack on the climb where Bahrain steady paced, if he had to attack eight times, I'm sure his Coldola lows effort would have been affected, but he didn't because it was more of a defensive. Then he won the TT. This Tour de France... I thought his performance on uh, what was the most recent climb, Altacam stage, was really, really, really good. Like, really good. He was just too far back, yeah. and that really cost him because the Grenoble just lost so much time there. So, I don't know. I think I definitely think the heat played a big, big role in this Tour de France, Benji. Really big. This was a hot Tour de France almost all throughout, except for Denmark. Um, the TT there was rainy. But I, th- I think the heat affected the UAE riders relatively more than the Yumbo riders. Is that a, a matter of preparation or fueling then? Because yeah, I we think see, so. for example, before the stages, they've got like cold ice fests on and so forth. And every single team has that. Is there a, a difference in quality between the two? Is there a difference UAE? in how many... What, sorry? UAE has... Uh, I think I saw one on Pogaccio on one of the stages, at least. I never see uh, it cooling so... down with it, though. No clue. No clue. Mm. I don't know. I just... 
I think the edge is maybe slightly to Jumbo Visma in that sort of thing. Like I, I, I just remember a couple of stages. Maybe Pogacar wore wore the other times. Maybe he doesn't like it. I don't know. Um, but like there's one stage where Wout and Jonas were wearing the ice vest afterwards to get their their core body temperature down as quickly as possible. And UAE weren't. Ineos always have them. Yates in the ice bath. So yeah. I'm, I'm just speculating. I'm not a performance coach, but I, I think the heat helped Jumbo Visma more, particularly as their riders, let's be honest, Jonas and Roglic are not good in cold and wet conditions. There's two men who thrive really well on that, notably is Carapaz and more particularly Pagacha. Pagacha in cold and wet, like I still think even if he lost that three minutes on Granol, if we if the Paragood stage had been 10 degrees rainy, all bets are off. Like him, yeah. Jonas or Roglic, if he was there, could have a terrible day there. So he just got a bit unlucky with the weather, but he got lucky with the weather last year. So it swings and roundabouts. What do you think? Do you? Th- I think he's just as strong, but some things have gone up, some things have gone down. I agree in that sense. The sprint has gone up. The climbing, I would have to see the proper numbers and so forth. But we also, like you say, don't know the exact effect of the weather of the altitude on granol for example that type of stuff does that make him crack instead of just the holding on factor what does he do if he doesn't go all out trying to follow jonas on granol and sets his own tempo for the final few kilometers does he lose two minutes plus there like all these kind of questions it's difficult to know and people would have to uh go hardcore on analysis when it comes to those stages to uh figure out the details i'm afraid i uh don't know that yet at this point Anyway, that's the Tour de France GC over. Just to remind you, Jonas Vingegaard wins subject to Pogaccio attacking on Sean Solise, which, go for it, Pogaccio. Oh, when they're clinking the champagne glasses together, attack. Just keep him on his toes one last time. But Vingegaard wins for now. 3.34 ahead of Pogaccio. Thomas a Valiant third. I think, yes, he's 8.13 back, but this is a really good performance from Thomas in third. Uh, go do fourth. On 13.56, huge gaps here. Vlasov, fifth on 16.37. Quintana, sixth, 17.24. Bade, seventh, 19.02. Menkes, eighth, 19.12. Lushenko, ninth on 23.47. Yates, tenth, 25.43. Those gaps, just unbelievably big gaps. Like, I feel, Benji, like we didn't see third to tenth. No, sorry, the fourth to tenth battle almost at all. Like, Gudu. It's a good result. It's better than I thought he'd get, but we barely saw those guys on TV, except Menkes, because he was kind of getting up the road in the, in the third week. Yeah, but I feel like we missed a lot in this Tour de France. Like, on the climbs, you, I agree with you already on the climbs, we didn't see that 4th to 10th battle that much, because the eyes were always on Vingegaard versus Pogacar, and there were so many situations where riders were up the road in those stages that both had to be on the screen and so forth. And next to that, we also had the eyes on Pinot, for example, on the Ungle stage the entire way through. But when it comes to today's time trial, I find uh, the coverage pretty pretty horrible towards the end of this time trial. Like, I swear of like the first and second time check of the GC riders, I had to find out by the commentator reading Radio Tour instead of the riders actually crossing the, the time check lines. Did you feel the same or? Yeah, like, and I don't, do you trust the rolling ticker? I don't trust it. You know, the one that, mm-hmm. like, when they're rolling along, they're not going through an intermediate, it has minus eight. I'm like, 
I don't know about that. I'd like to see the actual intermediate time at the official timing, please. Um, so, yeah, that was a disappointment. Uh, but to be honest, I was in a bit of hol- holiday siesta mode uh, today. So after Ganis TT, I was having a bit of a nap. And then I woke up when Jonas and Pagatcha and Thomas kicked off. So I did see middle of Wouts and he was sending it and looking good. But yeah, I agree, Benji. I think... I do think the general camera work has been not as bad as the Giro mm-hmm. this Tour de France, but I think that's because the break got killed in a lot of the stages. And I think if there had been a break winning, we would have still seen cameras on the seventh rider. What was the Padamoja or Mejev? Where the break, Jungles won or the tenth one, where Court won? Padamoja. One of those two. One of those two yeah, yeah, yeah. Where Pagacha got his team to send it, we didn't see anything because we were seeing seventh guy cross the line. We didn't. That didn't happen very often, I think, because the break got destroyed by the GC group yeah. uh, in all the mountain stages. But anyway, I think we'll give all our um, and our sort of declarations on this Tour de France, etc., at the end of uh, in the Tour de France stage recap. Um, congratulations to Yumbo Visma. They got green. They got yellow. Uh, six stages, the one, two today, and one stage left tomorrow. Uh, we have a little bit of an announcement as well, uh, and I guess an explanation as well. Um, so since February this year, Benji and I have been working closely with Yumbo Visma, actually providing consultancy services uh, with in relation to our race strategy, uh, video analysis, and data. I've been supported by uh, Carlos Ozzels and Gabriel Strozik with some of the data stuff. They're a bit more into it than me. Um, and so, yeah, we'd like to congratulate the team and staff at Yumbo Visma for that. Thanks to Moraine, Grisha and Matthew for working with us. The opportunity, absolutely fantastic opportunity. And I guess why are we announcing it now? And first of all, it's because we, we pretty much remain entirely 100% unfiltered on the podcast. And so the Tour de France preview you got was our real Tour de France unfiltered preview and we think and thought, and I still think that that is the case, that that would have been impossible to do if we had announced this before the Tour de France. And it's a clause in the contract with Jumbo Visma that we retain 100% objectivity over the podcast, whatever Benji does on his personal social media channels, what I do on Lantern Rouge, main YouTube channel, we retain 100% right to criticize objectivity. And if you follow along with the podcast and the Tour de France, I think you can figure out some stages where maybe I did disagree with a few things. wouldn't be hard to find. Like, So that's, I guess, why we didn't announce it before. Uh, we're announcing it now. We're always going to announce it now, uh, win or lose, just because it's actually been a very difficult balancing act not announcing it and also feels, I don't know, we just wanted to let the listeners know, but I'll throw it at Benji as well for his thoughts. Yeah, quite certainly. It's been a it's been an experience where we get to learn more when it comes to the inside of the sport, and therefore we can better our analysis on the podcast as well. But like you said, objectivity was the clause that had to be in the contract. Otherwise, there's no way I would have done it. For example, because we obviously want to uh, not hinder anything the podcast usually does. But um, yeah, in general, it's it's been a good experience. It's learning a lot when it comes to the details that you'd not. See if you watch the sport from externally, I would dare to say. Do you agree on that? Of course. And that was a big draw card because obviously when it, the proposal first came across, we were like, okay, this is 
potentially a difficult balancing act, and it is, of course. And but then the flip side of that was, okay, will it make the podcast better long term if or whatever else we do if we're able to work with one of the best teams in the world, get insights into how they work, how they prepare for stages, data, you name it, etc. Obviously, like all data you hear is data that. Uh, Nightchaka or Amity or Mihai, but mainly Nightchaka, 99% of it, or Ozo on Cycling Graphs have calculated separately as nothing, it's not like fed in from Yumbo Visma. Obviously, all the information that comes from them has to remain confidential. Um, but still, being able to learn from someone like Moraine, Grisha, and Matthew definitely makes the podcast better, um, I think, long term. Uh, just because. You know, sometimes we have been probably armchair pundits, Benji. Sometimes we probably have been a little bit of the meme, particularly me, like, why didn't you attack? And, you know, when you actually speak to people in the sport and we're sort of, I'm definitely a bit of an outsider, then you, I mean, sometimes I still think I'm right on that, but sometimes they're like, no, there's X, Y, Z <laughs> reason which you don't understand because you're not actually physically present why that didn't happen. So it's that sort of stuff that's been really good and I think will help. Uh, long term whether we continue it in the future obviously it's for the remainder of the year the contract um so that's continuing for the remainder of the year whether it continues in the future maybe hopefully it's been a really good experience um to think that we've maybe 0.1 percent helped in a tour de france victory is quite rewarding um for me personally at least so hopefully <laughs> hopefully we did maybe we didn't maybe we just did we do young, it foggy was my pick why yeah, well, <laughs> <laughs> is my pick <laughs> that was true rubbish my pick and rubbish with my, my pick anyway i was going to triple down i'm still going to pick rubbish next year i'll let you know i don't even care if it doesn't line up i'm picking rubbish for the tour de france next year um i'm picking foggy <laughs> yeah well there you go so benji truly is <laughs> truly isn't biased um but yeah that's we just wanted to announce it let us know what you think um yeah as i said we have remained we're consultants not employees so we're trying to remain as objective as possible on the podcast but yeah let us know um it's been a great tour de france so far benji and i are meeting up in paris maybe for a bit of a celebration after the tour de france firm of x zwift first stage tomorrow and the sprint stage um oh which we haven't picked a winner for yet benji oh god um philipson Philip, God damn it! <laughs> you tweeted Philipson it yesterday. Be, Benji tweeted yeah. it. Yesterday, I stole it. <laughs> <laughs> Philipson was going to be my pick because the entirety of Belgium wants Wout van Aert to win in the green jersey. Why? But meh, Philipson. Give it to Philipson. Then he can. Yeah. Then he can prove that he's the top sprinter. That he's already proven he is. Like he was one of the fastest sprinters the entire Tour de France. Jakobsen's the rider that I see competing with him. Grunewagen on paper as well looks like tired. those three are the names he looks tired Jakobs and you're right but I'm going with Philipson for the reason that I do think that positioning is important but I think the maneuvering true positioning is something Philipson's good at and we didn't see it in week one but we're gonna see it on the Champs-Élysées Philipson destroys everybody on the Champs-Élysées by 70 meters at least I think okay. we'll see tomorrow okay. if Groenewegen by 70 meters <laughs> See how fast <laughs> 70 meters is? I don't think so. Not about Lydia, man. Jesus, this is a serious podcast. But yeah, I think Philipson wins. I think we will see. I think Jakobsen and Gronewegen should beat Wow. Although Laporte, he has the best lead out, man. There's no Merku, no Rickart. Beck's lead out, but if he, I think 
Laporte might really be the trump card for Wout, but I just think Philipson's quicker. Anyway, are they, the podcast. Bardet. Are they going to try and... Uh, are they not, not Bardet. Are they, <laughs> as in Yumbo, going to try and look at the Tour de France so far? They won with Wout, they won with Vingega, and they won with um, Laporte, Laporte uh, on stage 19. Will they try and win with Sepp Guz on that tiny uphill section of the tunnel or something? We, we never know. You gotta let Sep. You gotta free Sep. We've been saying it for years. Free, free Sep, and no better chance than tomorrow. Um, yeah, let Sep go for the sprint. I think, or at least, at least getting the break with like Brent Van Moor and uh, Bissiger or whoever Jonas Roach. Wait for that break. Sep, get in it. Okay, that's all from us. I'm gonna have a nap. Um, it's pretty hot, and we'll see you with the recap of Tour de France Femme of X Swift first, and then the last stage of the men's tour tomorrow. Ciao.